Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? You are listening to The Big Cruise Podcast. Hello and welcome. Welcome back if you are a regular listener. My name is Baz, I'm your host, and this is The Big Cruise Podcast. You're listening to episode 66. This was recorded on uh, Friday, uh, the 6th of August, and uh, we thank you once again for, for listening. Um, in this week's show, uh, Chris will be joining us shortly. We've got some listener questions, with first of which forms maritime history. We then got a relatively short uh, amount of cruise news this week, and um, so it is a, a condensed show of sorts, but we've got some great guests in the pipeline for the, the coming weeks, and just a reminder, if you do want to be a part of the show, uh, simply get in touch via the website, thebigcruisepodcast.com, and uh, join the show in the top right-hand corner of the website there. Also, a little shout-out to those people on the eastern states of Australia, some states doing it tougher than others with... Uh, the recent spike in COVID cases, we're thinking of you and uh, hopefully this little podcast brings you a little bit of joy and gives you a bit of distraction from uh, being in your lockdown and in your, your isolation. And uh, if, if you need uh, to, to vent anywhere, you can do so via the website as well. Just pop a little post up there um, and I'll uh, respond to you to, to have a bit of uh, communication because some people obviously uh, unable to, uh, to visit their family members and, and friends whilst lockdown is going on. But yeah, our thoughts are definitely with you and uh, we hope that this uh, eases uh, as soon as possible, of course. And finally, just a quick reminder, we do have the uh, t-shirt store um, on the website if you need a Big Cruise podcast t-shirt or if you need a a t-shirt that you design design yourself in the studio and um, just head on there have a little play around and see what uh, you can do the great thing about the, the t-shirts is they are organic cotton there is no plastic in any of the packaging and of course um, all of them are produced using green energy so it's a, a great way to uh, buy an ethical uh, merchandise or ethical gift for somebody if if you wanted to and that link again is on the the website there but let's head straight over now let's get chris in the studio and let's get things rolling Enjoy the show. And once again, we welcome our good friend, maritime historian and all things cruise news, Chris Frame. Welcome back to the show, mate. Thanks, Barry. Great to be back. 
Yeah, and uh, we've got a well, we've got three questions this week from our listeners. The first mm. one actually ties in quite nicely with maritime history, so we'll start off with that one. Sure. Um, Craig from New Jersey, um, and of course you know this because I sent it through to you before. Yep. Craig from New Jersey asks, is there a difference between a cruise and a crossing? Over to yeah. you. Yeah, he's probably heard us talking about um, yeah. you know the transatlantic crossings and then people going on cruises, but there, there, there is a difference. I mean, it's the, the terms are quite often now used interchangeably but if you want to be 100% you know correct with it all um, a cruise is obviously a, a voyage that's undertaken for, for, for pleasure purposes mm-hmm. um, usually um, Craig as as you might have no- noticed when you look at cruise itineraries there's multiple different ports the ship might come or go from the same location or maybe it will take you from one spot to another spot and then you disembark and go off and do something else um, generally they're Kind of hugging the coast or relatively close to coastal areas such as um, the caribbean the mediterranean around britain cruises trips to the panama canal that sort of thing mm-hmm. um, but there is there is some crossover because they also do repositioning cruises where cruise ships would travel from say europe to america to reposition for the different seasons or from um, europe and america down to the southern hemisphere uh, and those can sort of look a little bit like crossings, particularly if it's a transatlantic repositioning. But you'll quite often notice that the cruise ships will generally sail further south. They might take in some of the islands off the coast, west coast of Africa mm-hmm. uh, and then um, go across to um, Caribbean islands before coming into ports like Miami or Fort Lauderdale. And those are often called transatlantic cruises. Mm-hmm. Now, a crossing is usually when the ship goes across the the body of water in a direct path. So the most obvious one is the transatlantic crossing, which Queen Mary II still does, well, before she was, before COVID was still mm-hmm. doing and will do after COVID. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, that's a direct path. So she leaves Southampton, says farewell to, to Europe, uh, and then the next land it, um, it was in contact with is, is when it's in America. So it doesn't go to any islands. It doesn't make any stops along the way. Um, and it does that direct path, and that's sort of a crossing. And then there's, there was trans-Pacific crossings as well. Sometimes they'd have to stop for refueling, but um, and trans-Indian uh, Ocean crossings, you know, from, from mm-hmm. Southern Africa to, to Australia. Um, and then those crossings can actually also be nowadays incorporated into, into cruises. So you might be doing the world cruise, but it might include a transatlantic crossing and then a crossing from, um, say, uh, Durban to... Um, yeah to Fremantle or something like that. Um, so, yeah, so technically uh, you've got your cruises, which are your pleasure voyages, generally meandering from port to port or taking in you know, several ports, uh, and your crossings, which um, kind of like the line voyages still, you know, they're the ones that go in that direct path between point A and point B. Hopefully that helps. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, no, great answer. Love it. Now, uh, Deb from Australia also sent in a question. She's celebrating a milestone birthday in 2022. She doesn't say Ooh, what month. Congratulations. <laughs> and her plan, her dream, was to do a Mediterranean cruise, which she hasn't booked yet. And she asks, uh, do you get out crystal ball? Do you think we'll be allowed to travel from Australia at some point in 2022? Would you book a cruise right now? And any tips on a ship? She doesn't particularly want a party ship. She prefers quiet lounges, wine bar rather than loud uh, pubs, uh, great food and great service, a must. Mm. Gosh, I... Barry, that's a tough one. <laughs> well, the, well, the short answer is twenty-two. We... I suppose that's the most important question, isn't it? Yeah, um, I think we will be able to travel at some point during twenty twenty-two to select destinations. I don't know when that will be, and I don't know what destinations it'll be. Yeah. So that's just a gut feeling. 
So if you're going in the second half of the year, then probably got more chance of something being available. Would I book something? Yes, I would. And the only reason I say that is just to have something to look forward to. I've got a cruise booked for May. I have no idea whether I'll be able to go on it, but just the thought of knowing that there's a cruise there is just... I don't know, it just gives me a bit of excitement and something mm. to look forward to. So <laughs> most cruise lines have got some sort of um, peace of mind or, you know, COVID's uh, plan in there. So just see who's offering what and uh, how much at risk you would be for deposit loss and things like that. Or yep. um, take out travel insurance, of course. And you are in Australia, so uh, NIB, travel insurance, do offer COVID coverage. So uh, that would mean that your, your monies would be pretty, pretty yeah. safe. So. I mean, another option yeah. for Deb, I don't know which state she's in either. And obviously things in Australia for international listeners, uh, most many states of Australia are not looking very good at the moment, particularly New South Wales. But, you know, 2022, it's next year. Um, Deb might want to think about what, um, you know, her ship um, requirements, quiet lounges, wine bar rather than lounge veggies, great food and service is a must. Um, you know, she might want to think about is there any land-based locations where, within Australia that she might be able to get that that experience sans the cruise. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are some beautiful spots um, in the on the East Coast. There's some places that are utterly unique in Australia like um, uh, Uluru, absolutely gorgeous resort there called uh, Longitude 151 that I stayed at many years ago. Yeah, very, yeah. very fortunate. It has that. It has quite a quiet lounge. It has a wine bar. It has amazing service. It's got a view of Uluru. It has tours that are included in that sort of thing. There's also, of course, the, the the wine region of Western Australia and the, the Cary forests and that sort of thing as well. So um, depending on where you are and depending on what the situation is, you might be able to get some of those things ticked off locally in Australia, even if cruising doesn't resume or if the border still stays closed for the international yeah. travel. So Good thing I didn't think hopefully about that. Yeah. So, well, that's kind of what we've been trying to think about recently as well, Baz, is, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago we had a, we had a week off and... I went off on a little, a little trip and was just like trying to see something in Australia that didn't require me to to need to be on a ship because um, I was like you. I had things booked and they just kept getting cancelled and it was just getting too too depressing. So so, <laughs> so I decided to do something something a little bit different, you know, and um and, and try out some land based stuff, which has been nice. Yeah, yeah. Hold you over. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought another one, Deb, actually, with Chris's little theme in mind, Salsalis, which is up on the Ningaloo coast. It's mm. uh, a luxury tented eco kind of retreat right on the ocean looking over an England reef um it's it's not a cheap destination but it would give you a very very unique experience yeah. for that milestone birthday the other one for an australian is uh, if the new zealand travel bubble opens up again i mean there's some amazing places yeah. in new zealand if you can get across there um you will get you know wonderful wine great food wonderful service the people there are so friendly and you could just um have your have your birthday there and perhaps the present can be a, a cruise when the border opens I, <laughs> I, as like barry said i i couldn't i don't there's nothing in my crystal ball i didn't <laughs> i didn't i didn't foresee this unfortunately so <laughs> so there we go uh next question comes in from michael and we don't know where michael is um but he is considering a greek cruise for the latter part of 2022 um, he'd rather a mid to small ship, a mix of iconic islands and lesser known islands. Um, doesn't have to be luxury. Any suggestions? I've got a few actually. Have you got anything? Um, no, mine's probably all. My experience with with the Greek cruising is in the uh, mid to large size ships and mostly okay. luxury. So perhaps I should um, <laughs> I should hand <laughs> over to you. All right, no worries. Well, let's go with Celestial first. Celestial um, being um, they're, they're they're home ported in Athens. They are a very 
Greek or shall I say Aegean um, specialist. Um, they're not luxury by any stretch of the imagination. I'd probably say three and a half star, but it's very, very authentic. The food is Greek. The crew are Greek. Mm. Um, you're going to some great destinations. They do include beverages. They also include two to three shore excursions on a seven-night cruise. Um, you get to have late night in uh, Mykonos overnight in Santorini as well, and also go to some of the lesser-known islands as well. So that gives you a bit of everything. And they do have a, a new ship to them. It's not a new, new ship. Um, Celestial Experience was previously a Costa ship and she's just moved over and I think she's doing the seven night cruises so that would be potentially a good option. If you want something a little bit different, also maybe Windstar Cruises, they've got the traditional um, yachts with sails and also the, the more modern type of cruise ship. Um, small to mid-size, you know, you're looking less than 300 guests, most of them averaging about 140, and they do the Greek Isles very, very well. Want something smaller again, maybe Sea Dream Yacht Club, but now we're getting up into the luxury space. Or mm. if you want something small um, but very um, friendly and, and convenient, then Variety Cruises are a little bit different. They generally carry about 30 to 40 guests and uh, do the Greek Isles in a lot of detail. So a few different options there for you, Michael. And if... Uh, I hope uh, you do get to, to go to the Greek Isles and maybe share your experience when uh, you have done so with us here and on the Bez, podcast. Bez did a, I, I, I commandeered the show a few seasons ago, a few episodes back, and oh, yeah. did, a, did a Q&A with Bez and he actually um, shared his Windstar experience. So if uh, that, that uh, sounds of interest to you, um, you could always go and check out that previous podcast. Yeah, no, Windstar is a, a, a good favourite of mine. Um, as are others as well, so uh, we, we don't, uh, <laughs> we don't <laughs> choose one cruise line over another. Favorites, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, no, we love you all. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's, there's, there's lots, and the Greek Isles are so good. Like there's just so much to see and do once, once you're there as well. Yep. Now it's time for cruise news, Chris. Um, it is. We've got we haven't got that much news this week. Actually, no. it's been quite a slow news week. And but this our, first our one, first one, I think they, the yeah, they they know something we don't, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start off with Royal Caribbean, who this week uh, of earlier this week announced that uh, they were cancelling their existing deployments and redeploying to a solely Australian deployment from December of this year. Yes, I mean, Serenade of the Seas and Ovation were both planned to be in Australian waters from late 2021, and obviously that included um, some international itineraries. So they've um, they've cancelled those voyages, so the sailings from Sydney from 24th October all the way through to April 2022, but have um, re-sort re, uh, of committed, I guess, to um, to Ovation being here, and she's a favourite in Australia, and they'll be doing sailings, for, well, they say they'll be doing sailings from Sydney from the 13th of December through to the 31st of March 2022, um, and those are domestic only, so local Australian cruises, no international travel required. Um, I think, you know, this is something we saw and we have seen quite a few of the cruise lines do to try and capture that domestic market but at the moment as things stand obviously um, in Australia the, the the international border situation also impacts internationally flagged cruise ships and that hasn't yet changed but there's a long time between now and December so fingers crossed um, and you know these itineraries taking places such as Eden on the on the New South Wales coast, Hobart in Tasmania, uh, Brisbane, Queensland, um, Adelaide in South Australia um, so it's, it's sort of East Coast centric, but um, quite a few uh, very popular destinations there, Cairnsport, Douglas, the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah. Now, we should probably put a little asterisk there to say that these this deployment came out right in the middle of a new kind of cluster of outbreaks in New South Wales, which uh, don't seem to be getting under control uh, anytime soon. So. Mm. 
This is obviously all dependent on a lot of factors, but one of them will be that, uh, that the COVID's current, uh, the current situation in Sydney and elsewhere in Australia does improve uh, very, very quickly. Yes, of course. Now, let's move on to Cunard. Um, they have a very popular gardening journey, which is they've had at least one, and there was another one in the pipeline, but they have had to uh, amend it slightly, and they've rescheduled it. Yeah, so this particular one, Baz, shame it's um, this is this is this is still their inaugural. Um, oh, is it? Oh, I thought what had happened. Okay, I know, but that's why the confusion comes in because. They had it scheduled for 2021, then they moved it to 2022, and now it's been rescheduled again <laughs> to 2023. Okay. So it was originally um, planned to to sail on the 14th of December. Um, it's a seven-night gardening voyage um, that departs from Melbourne, but it's now going to be aboard Queen Elizabeth in 2023. As we know, Queen Elizabeth's 2022, beginning of 2022 season has been cancelled in Australia. Um, but this particular voyage includes Graham Ross and Jamie Jury as um, onboard celebrities. So they'll be going through gardening, their gardening experience, doing the lectures, that sort of thing. Um, and it'll also have um, some, you know, more specific topics like breakout areas. And Cunard has this connections program where you can go into these small sort of education rooms, which I think probably I, I imagine will be used for some of these sorts of things. Um, so rose gardening, small garden design, beekeeping, lawn maintenance, all that sort of thing. Um, and then um, they'll also be doing gardening trivia and they're going to be including people from Better Homes and Gardens, the editors and that sort of thing in that, in that part of the program. Um, so it will go to um, Port Arthur in, and Hobart in Tasmania as well as Adelaide in, in uh, South Australia. And um, I think for those people who have already been booked, they'll probably be contacted by their travel agent or by QNAR to see if they want to stay with yeah. it. Um, otherwise, the details are on the QNAR website. Yeah, we'll include the link to uh, to the actual voyage if anybody's interested as well. Um, Cunard do theme cruising very, very well, don't they? Mm, they do, yes. I mean, I've, I've been a guest speaker on a few of their themed voyages when, which have a history theme. And basically from the moment you step on board to the moment you leave, like that is the, the overarching feel of, of the ship. So yeah. uh, I imagine this one. And it, and it attracts people who are like-minded or interested in the same topic. So it'd be great for people who are... Gardening, you know, if your gardening uh, passion and your cruise passion, um, uh, you know, if, if a Venn diagram shows them linking together <laughs> in the middle, this would be a great voyage because you'll, you'll meet other people who want to go on a cruise but also just love their garden and want to know more about that sort of stuff. Great. And next up uh, from Carnival, Mardi Gras, um, by the time listeners listen to this, um, will have completed her first maiden voyage. I know, how exciting. And she's their new LNG-powered ship, 180,000 tonnes, the largest passenger ship built for uh, Carnival and named, of course, after Carnival's first ship mm. and something like six times the size of that first ship. So <laughs> she's she's significant and also introduces the first ever at sea roller coaster, which will be quite interesting to get a review of how that how that goes. Um, but yeah, she's undertaken her her first voyage. She's also the first um, large ship to to resume cruising from Port Canaveral. Um, and she did her voyage, or um, when we when we're recording this, she's probably just completing that that particular sailing um, which departed on the 31st of uh, July and uh, she is the fifth ship from the Carnival fleet to resume cruising. Staying with the Carnival family, um, Princess has also completed their first voyage in Alaska. They have, yes. We spoke about this last week that Majestic Princess is uh, home porting out of Seattle. Mm. I think America's most popular port at the moment. Um, (laughs) And uh, yeah, she's completed that successfully so that went up of course to Alaska um, and she will be doing those voyages until the end of September. 
Mm. And tying in quite nicely with that, they've also announced the 2023 Alaska Cruise and Cruise Tour program as well. Yes, so six of their ships. Um, it's going on sale in August on the 19th, so it hasn't quite hit the um, sales uh, pages yet, but keep an eye out for that one. Um, so it will include Majestic Princess on her return there as well, uh, but also Grand Princess and Sapphire Princess, uh, two others that are very popular in you know around the world that will be doing these voyages too. Um, and yeah, so we'll be going up into into Alaska and including the Inside Passage, and we'll be sailing uh, from Seattle. Um, and then they'll also have Discovery Princess and Crown Princess, which are amongst the newest ships in the Princess fleet. Mm. Exciting news all round. And yeah. then uh, last up, we've got a new cruise line. Um, it's kind of been bubbling away under the surface, but they've uh, just completed their inaugural sailing, Atlas Ocean Voyages. Yes, yeah, so their first uh, expedition ship. So she's uh, one of those smaller ships that can go into the ports and locations and parts of the world that many of the big ships can't. World Navigator, she's now um, part of the cruising uh, landscape. Um, and she has sort of, they, they refer to it as retro chic <laughs> on board in terms of the um, ambience on the ship. Um, and sort of branching out in that kind of personalized travel experience. Uh, so she's undertaken, uh, will, will be um, undertaking seven to 12 night voyages out of Egypt and the Greek Isles. So a little bit different. And then 2021, we'll also see her in the Mediterranean, uh, Caribbean and South America. So she's getting around um, as well as a 12 night voyage to Antarctica. Yeah, and she's going to be joined by some sisters pretty soon as well. So we've got uh, World Seeker in 2022, World Adventurer and World Discoverer joining in 2023. So yeah. uh, they come from nowhere. <laughs> they're 9,900 tons, so they are small ships, but um, you know they've got that polar C-class hull and uh, ice, ice, ice class 1B certified, which allows them to go into those, um, the, those sort of more delicate and, and um, ice-filled areas. Um, so... I think uh, you know it'd be interesting to see how they how they get on with uh, their uh, commencement of voyages. Yeah, no, all very exciting. Uh, now, admittedly, you have had a bit of time off this week, Chris. But is anything happening in your social pages at the moment? Yeah, so we've got two videos now um, that are a little bit different from stuff I have been doing. There's uh, one um, about the P&O cruise ship Aurora, and one about the Fred Olsen cruise ship Braemar. And it's the five reasons why you'll love each of those ships. So basically it just gives you five things about those ships that I found absolutely um, spot on and great and then um, shows you why and asks you at the end of the video to let us know what you think uh, if you've traveled on board those ships. So, um, you know, sort of six minutes each, a sort of quick run through, and then they link off to the full tours of the ships if you're interested in learning more. Brilliant. I will be taking a look at those as we finish this podcast for sure. Thanks Chris, so much, It was a pleasure, mate. Um, we'll speak to you again same time next week. Great to talk to you. Have a good week, everyone. That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your favourite podcasts. Until next time, bon voyage. Hold up, what was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.